Hello, and welcome to Iacon Underground Radio for the week of April 19th, 2017. I'm Jen. I'm Alex. And I'm David. So, this week, uh, we have lots of news. Because we took a week off, sorry. (laughs) Yes, but also none of it's very important, so that's fine. But it's it's interesting news to talk about, so we're still going to talk about it. Uh, no comics this week, so no comics this week. Uh, first off, we have been informed that something is coming. Thank you, Hasbro. That's very vague. <laughs> That's real helpful, I'm, Hasbro. I'm fascinated by this trailer they've put out for their convention, which they've spent a lot of money on CG for this. And the streets are deserted enough of people that I'm not sure if they just shot at the right time of day that they got shots without people in it, or if they recreated all this in CGI, and I'm worried by both suggestions. (laughs) (laughs) It does feel very much like their marketing people got a big pile of money. Somebody got paid pretty well for all this stuff. And from what we see in the actual animation, Optimus Prime and Rainbow Dash are buzzing the Providence, Rhode Island Convention Center and Dunkin' Donuts Center. (laughs) Yay! Yay, product placement. So... (laughs) Mm, Donuts. Well, oh, Uh, maybe they had to go with Dunkin' Donuts because Power Rangers has gone with Krispy Kreme. (laughs) I didn't realize that was a thing. I guess You haven't seen the new movie. No, I do kind of recall hearing something about that being really blatant. That that might have been when uh, Brian Cranston was on the Late Show. Oh yep, the the MacGuffin of the movie is at the Krispy Kreme. Nice. Yeah, so it's 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 not so much that it's product placement; it's that it's it is product placement by way of the fact that. Everyone has to keep saying Krispy Kreme because they have to go to the Krispy Kreme to dig up the MacGuffin. <laughs> but then there's just a like, minute and a half shot of Rita Repulsa eating a donut. Ah, uh, that sounds And great. I am perfectly fine with that scene. It's a good uh, scene. And I don't I'm, like Krispy I'm, Kremes. Maybe I do need to see this movie. <laughs> good. But, uh, yeah. Uh, well, I mean, presumably that's just, you know, what is in Providence? Uh, yeah, that is their big event venue. That the, is, yeah. The two buildings they're talking about, the uh, Providence Convention Center and the Donut Dunkin' Donut Center, are pretty much linked at the hip. Hmm. Like two sides of the like the two buildings, but they're kind of on opposite sides of the street, connected by a sky bridge, oh. run by the hmm. same people. So, is that the convention center that Botcon two thousand seven was at? I <laughs> this is I want to say yes. I want to say I think it is because some of my my most standout memories of that convention are of the horrifying giant open windows and having to go up lots of escalators and yes. hey, I'm super acrophobic, okay. So that, that was the that was the Providence Rhode Island Convention Center, although it was also oddly Instead of going into the Dunkin' Donuts Center, the convention setup oddly relied on, and maybe it was just because 
you know, conventions. You need to be able to go out and go to the food court, but mm-hmm. oddly reliant on going into the nearby mall, yes. which had the MC Escherist escalator set up ever. <laughs> oh my god. Actually, I didn't really notice them much because, again, super acrophobic. I just went straight for... Actually, no, come to think of it, I do recall, like, actively seeing the escalators there and just noping. Just I like, do not blame nope, you. I'm, I'm not getting involved in this. Uh, something about the movement of them with the heights just gives me vertigo and it's not cool. Uh, so, so yes. Uh, so yeah, that's, uh, I mean, presumably, yeah, like you said, that's just where you hold things like that in Providence, and this is there for the same reason that BotCon 2007 was there. Uh, but yeah, Although, that's, that's... Getting the Dunkin' Donuts Center does mean it seems like they have use for a arena-style venue with a performance stage. <laughs> I wonder, and I think I might have brought this up before, when uh, in in the uh, early stages of of Hascon being announced, uh, here in scenic Columbus, Ohio, uh, we are home to Origins, which is the second biggest gaming convention in the country, uh, the first one being Gen Con. And there are some various official, like Magic the Gathering, uh, Pokemon card game, uh, you know, Wizards of the Coast owned collectible card game tournaments. And I'm, I'm pretty sure some of them have their actual, like, championship at, at Origins. And I'm curious whether some of that stuff is going to be happening at Hascon or whether they're just going to I mean, they're they're definitely showcasing Magic the Gathering as part of the whole thing. So it I'm is sort the of third build brand in the video. Yeah, yeah, so I'm curious whether that means they're going to absorb some of the stuff that they do with it for gaming conventions, or I don't know. I mean, I would imagine that's just what what you would be doing with it, because otherwise you're just showing off a bunch of cards. Yeah, <laughs> I mean. It'll it'll be interesting to see what exactly they do with it. I don't think they're going to try to upset the immediate competitive season scene immediately. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be shocked if they did move some kind of high-level tournament there eventually, but if the theory that we all seem to be operating under that this is more for casuals to be exposed to the multiple brands is, this might be a more entry-level thing to try to get people into Magic the Gathering in general and competitive Magic the Gathering in particular, rather than being the culmination. Yeah, so rather than being, like, the top tier of the championships, this would be maybe they would have some introductory, just sort of, hey, this is a thing you can do, games. Yeah. Uh, kind and- of, or even if they did do a tournament, it could be like the Opens, I say, like I know what I'm talking about in sports. <laughs> <laughs> And it's in September, which is definitely late in, uh, you know, late in the convention season and late in the competitive card game season. Uh, I should so. ask some friends who are more into Magic the Gathering than I am about the kind of schedule that Magic set releases go under. I'm wondering yeah. how close that matches up with that. Um, I, I mostly just, you know, I only even really know about this stuff because I've covered... Some, you know, I've covered origin stuff uh, for, you know, the local paper I write for. 
but but yeah, I'm sort of curious how that might affect the the overall thing. I know they haven't done a lot. There there was a little while when they were doing a whole lot of uh Dungeons and Dragons stuff, like big sponsored official co- events at, at uh especially Origins and Gen Con. Uh, and they really... I remember going to some of those. Those were cool. Yeah, but they've really pulled back on those in the last few years. Uh, really with 5th edition, uh, you know, they, they had a presence where they were just sort of introducing 5th edition as a thing they were working on. But then again, that's... That is sort of curious that that's not even a build, like, Yeah, brand. it's not a build brand on this. That, that is so weird. Because part of it must be that 5e kind of fizzled, but you'd think they'd try to rehabilitate it with this. Yeah, I mean, that's that's why point five systems exist. Is, you know, you try to try to get some some life back into that stuff. Uh, but yes, unfortunately, this trailer tells us that something is coming. We know from the tweet that it's coming in September and it doesn't tell us a whole lot more. Uh, tells us 8th to 10th. And that is, is the premier Hasbro family event. <laughs> oh, it, it does list a lot of things other than just Transformers and Pony and stuff. Although one noticeable absence is G.I. Joe. Well, yeah, it's a logical absence because G.I. Joe's kind of dead. Yeah, uh, I mean, G.I. Joe is definitely something that was really running on the strength of its villains, and I really think that I, again, for my, my, my local paper I write for is the alternative paper for the city, and so it's very left-leaning, uh, and so they were perfectly happy to, to have an article about how G.I. Joe was failing, because Nobody really wants to romanticize the military-industrial complex like they used to. Uh, or at least parents in areas, you know, significant parts of the country. City parents don't, or suburban parents don't necessarily want to, you know, get their yeah. kids really into army stuff. Uh, so... I, you know, I wonder if that sort of cultural change has something to do with it, or... And, and they just haven't been able to come up with a way to to revive that. I mean, that's a lot of why Real American Hero went the way it did in the 80s, was the beginnings of that, you know, after Vietnam. Nobody, I mean, I've actually heard that said, that G.I. Joe, the original G.I. Joe, had a serious sales slump because everyone was sick of Vietnam. And that was a lot of why Real American Hero went with the this more, like, special... The nebulous threat of international terrorism that we'll never have to deal with. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Joe, go back to the crazy space stuff with the aliens. That was fun. Yeah. But, yeah, and I am sort of, you know, curious what they're, I mean, they didn't, I'm, I'm interested to see when they really start fleshing out the brands involved, whether they're going to start talking like Mask and Gem and yeah. Rom the Space Knight. And the list is long enough that I'm kind of optimistic that they'll go there, because they have, like, 
pleasant surprise that maybe shouldn't be a surprise, like Nerf, and then, mm-hmm. like, Monopoly and Play-Doh, which kind of seems like somebody at corporate complained and said, okay, they're legacy brands, we have to include them. <laughs> and then Littlest Pet Shop, and then, what the hell is Hanazuki? <laughs> yeah. Oh, um, I didn't look no. up that. Well, here. <laughs> We're all sitting in front of computers. I I know Hanazuki no Miko is an anime, but that's about violent, rapey oh, lesbians and giant robots. Oh, that sounds right up my alley. Like Miyuki-chan in Wonderland. Kind of awesome, but weird. Oh, that was that Hanazuki definitely... no Miko. Never mind. <laughs> Apparently, it is a web series that premiered at the beginning of this year by the creators of Metalocalypse, China, Illinois, and Super Jail. Oh. Okay, then. They decided to give them a a kids, a very femme kids show, which is, now I kind of want to watch it. Yeah, I'm suddenly more curious now. This might be a Patreon bonus goal. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it's, yeah, it, it looks like it's a very, like I said, femme sort of cartoony thing. Uh, I'm not seeing anything online about toys from it, but maybe that'll be a thing. Yeah. So, I mean, presumably and, and this is something that they are interested in pushing pretty hard if they put it in there. Yeah. And uh, apparently the Big Bad is just named Big Bad, which I'll I'll give him points for just being upfront about it. <laughs> I do kind of like the simplicity of that sometimes. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, presumably that's something we'll be hearing more about over the summer. Uh, hopefully with also, I mean, I, I will definitely keep an eye out when Origins comes around. Uh, I will say that Origins is the sort of convention where their, uh, their schedule is like a 300 some page spreadsheet, uh, or you can pick <laughs> up a physical copy of it with like 300 pages on newsprint at the show. Uh, maybe not 300, but definitely like 200-ish. Uh, but. I've, I've been to both Origins and Gen Con, and it is an experience. Yeah. <laughs> but I will keep an eye out on, you know, whether Wizards of the Coast is, you know, drawing back anything from that, or, I honestly wouldn't be surprised as excited as, as they seem to be about this, you know, with, the money that went into this trailer, if this is something that they, like, have a whole team doing, like, yeah. that's that's their thing. And, you know, it's not really pulling resources from other parts of the company. Yeah. But if you have the opportunity doing some investigative journalism into finding out whether or not Dungeons & Dragons will have a presence there, seems like a decent article pitch. Yeah, I, I will have to look into that. Uh, so, uh, other, other more tangible news involving trailers with lots of CG. Uh, there, there's yet another, uh, The Lost Knight movie trailer, uh, with more exciting Anthony Hopkins. Uh, more Optimus Prime beating up on Bumblebee, which, 
seems dubious. I mean, on the one hand, it seems dubious. On the other hand, it's the most attention I think we've gotten given to a one-on-one robot fight in quite a few movies. Yeah. yeah. So on the one hand, that's this showing, oh, here's something you've wanted for a while, and then, like, the robot knights that get shown in just, like, one clip seem really cool, and then there's just so much of weird, giant, environmental, techno-organic things destroying the landscape that's just like, this isn't really what I want out of a Transformers movie, I, but no, I'm committed it, enough to the franchise that I'll be there anyway. <laughs> I I might go see this without having to be paid to. I mean, I'll still write an article or two and get paid for that, but uh, committed Committed to the franchise in the sense that we're, we're like, committed to, into an insane asylum. Like we're, <laughs> we're stuck with yeah. it and we can't get out. This is just, but it, it's just where we are. The more I see of the trailers, the more, like, it kind of feels like they didn't have a script again by the trailers. <laughs> it's just so much random stuff that Michael Bay thought looked cool. Maybe there's an actual story, yeah. but it, it's feeling more and more like this would be a better, like, um, a concept album movie. Like, just wall-to-wall <laughs> songs and awesome visuals without a plot. Or with kind of like a vaguely metaphorical plot that doesn't need to literally hold together. Yeah. I do like at one point we get the, like, super sexy smart lady, who you can tell is smart because her hair's all pulled back and she's got glasses and a British accent. <laughs> oh, who is apparently uh, Mark Wahlberg's new surrogate daughter? Aha. Uh-huh. Cause, cause okay, I the mean, one with the glasses. I the the shot of her is so quick, and and it's like I had to watch it twice to make sure is that not Megan Fox? There's at least three women in this trailer that I had that thought about. <laughs> <laughs> Some of them are not showing cleavage, but only the underage ones. And you know, I'm I'm not saying that sexy women can't be smart, but I'm I am saying that that is certainly uh a fetish. So <laughs> what I'm saying is that Michael Bay clearly has his type. Yeah. 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 So so yeah, it's definitely happening. <laughs> it's definitely a movie. It's proof that we are going to have a live-action Transformers movie. (laughs) (laughs) Old, old, old toys, Transformers, deep cuts. There's just a fundamental level at which I feel like when the giant transforming robots cease to be impressive at a scale level in your live-action Transformers movie, you're missing one of the points of doing a live-action Transformers movie. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, there's a lot of... I don't know. You know, I'm... Uh, I'm never big on evil Optimus Prime things. It just always just seems like... I don't know. Like, that's kind of easy, and also it makes me sad about the character. Well, yeah, but... but then. We- this is the Optimus Prime who rips people's faces off. He's never really been yeah, the good w- guy, was... except for the first movie. <laughs> no, he's always kind of been a horrible murder fiend. 
So I guess there's that. At this point, five movies in, I can accept that but he is a different character. But then that makes this less interesting, too. Yeah, yeah. But th- that's the thing. It's not a heel turn. It's the corporation realizing, oh, he's been a bad guy for four movies. <laughs> well, I mean, there's talk that they got some actual writers who know how to write things this time. So maybe that's those writers, you know, Akiva Realized. Goldsmith or whoever yeah. being like, you know, <laughs> he's been kind of an asshole for this whole series let's let's acknowledge that let's face that head on so yeah if, if there's one other thing to bring up this new megatron design mm-hmm. with the horns with the, with the kind of horns on the head but the way it ends up looking just ends up looking a lot like movie starscream to me yeah, yeah i can yeah, see the, the that sort of i mean whitey triangly head shape I think my biggest problem with movie Megatron is that so many of the, like, rando background characters are just gray that he really just sort of looks like everyone else. Actually, here, I have pinpointed, I have pinpointed the sexy lady at around 146, one minute, 46 (laughs) seconds. And she is definitely somebody's sexy librarian fetish. not that's not how people are i think if you go back four seconds you can see her with her hair down too (laughs) oh that's always important does she does she have some guy tell her that she's attractive because that's always a very important part of the the uptight smart woman thing i I mean (laughs) she is standing next to mark Wahlberg in a tank top so i'm sure it happened whether or not it was filmed uh, Mark Wahlberg's not a great person. So <laughs> anyway. no, he is very there not a great person. Worse actors. Yeah, I, I, mean, I mean he's no Mel Gibson, are... but still. <laughs> I, I mean, anyway, Mel Gibson hasn't beaten the shit out of any specific people for racial reasons. That's. I guess that's true. He's only done so in a metaphorical sense. He hasn't literally done so. Alright, so before we get too deep into that, into that, that pit of horrible things, uh, so there is merchandise, because of course there is merchandise. We are reaching the point of the movie promotional cycle, uh, where there is merchandise, uh, and one of those things is apparently going to be bedsheets. So glow in the dark Russian Megatron bed sheets. Yes, yay! well the images we've seen first are in Russian, but yay! Glow in the dark bed sheets. That, that well, they've had bed sheets for the other movies, but I don't think they've done glow in the dark before. Yeah, I and don't the pillows think they look have. neat with the faction symbols. I, I, I'm I tempted would say... to at least get the pillowcases. Yeah, those those are pretty nice pillowcases. I could use a new bedspread. I don't know if it comes in queen, but you know. Pillowcases. They're, they always work. I would say I could, I could, uh, try to get them imported, but I don't know that we'll need to be importing things from Russia soon. I think we'll just yeah. get them anyway. Uh, yeah. I, so I love licensed bedsheets as a concept. Yeah. I, they're definitely, and, you know, once you're a little older, they can make fun things like 
material for curtains and clothing. Yeah. And whatever else. So, glow-in-the-dark clothing. Glow-in-the-dark curtains seems like maybe, I don't know, defeating the purpose of curtains. Well, if the curtains, they're definitely going to be absorbing light all day, so they'll be charged for quite a bit. And, And there's enough blue and red and green LEDs on permanently in any room at this point. But... <laughs> yeah. it's true. If you need blackout curtains, you know who you are already. Yes. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Uh, I also live, like, directly next to another big apartment complex with way too many lights on. Uh, so, uh, but that is not the oddest piece of marketing we have seen so far. Uh, the oddest piece of marketing we have seen so far <laughs> is Velvotron. Which, uh, like, what? Like, you go in and you get your oil changed at, what is it, Valvoline? Of course it's Valvoline. Two vowels away from being something much more interesting. And and it's not even getting to buy this Valvotron transforms from a robot to a barrel. There, you get a chance to win one of these 500 Valvatron things. It's Yeah, that's it's, really weird. Well, 5,000. It's even more limiting than, um, oh, what was the, the, was it a swerve? It was a swerve. You could test drive, yeah, you would test drive one car and get I think you could buy Europe. it then. Yeah, it was hard to get. This is even more rare. Basically, the way you could get it was, like, one day they put them up on their website, and they pretty oh. much sold out immediately. Obviously. And I think so, just... so hopefully you were online when that yeah. went up. I think there was a region where it was, like, one of the... We'll tempt you to come in for a test drive so one of our sales associates can give you a hard sell on buying a Chevy Aveo. But yeah. Uh, that was weird. This is weirder. <laughs> yeah, this, I mean, the whole, like, okay, it's obviously, like, something that was, it's it's a new mold, as far as I can tell. Uh, it's a very, have we, like, it, yeah, it's not very movie David, you said it turns into an oil barrel. What are you basing that on? Well, what else would it transform into? It It has a lot of kibble on it. It has to transform into something. Does it? (laughs) Or I guess it transforms into like a Valvoline bottle. I think he has a giant Valvoline logo on his chest. He does. He looks so much like a third-party knockoff thing. Like a weird Korean toy, <laughs> but he has an official logo and an Autobot symbol and... I mean, being gray all mm. over helps with that whole third-party look. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, none of the kibble seems specific enough to anything, and, like, his legs look like animated legs. Yeah, the legs don't look yeah. like shit. Like, like his arms... I mean, he looks like a G1 background or... character. Yeah, he's a generic. <laughs> I... They're advertising him at 5.5 inches tall, which is like one of the last things you'd advertise on a Transformer. Yeah, that's not that big. That's, like, not even quite deluxe size. But, like, advertising that before what it turns into, it's gonna, like, is this just a statue? It may not turn into, it looks like it only has, like, like, Action Master articulation, maybe? It may not turn into anything at all? 
I don't know. I almost feel like the most telling thing about this is the first place runner-up thing is getting one of these action figures. The grand prize does not include one of them. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe they figured that was implied, or maybe you're totally right. (laughs) Just like, you didn't actually want one of those, did you? This was the consolation prize. Yeah, it's it's weird, and I'm curious whether it's actually produced by Hasbro, and if so, like, why they didn't just order more to justify the tooling costs, and who engineered this thing, and so many questions. This toy raises so many questions. Hmm. Who designed it? None of these questions will be answered by this, like ad that looks like it came from you know what this looks like it is it looks like it's something that printed out of the machine at kroger (laughs) it looks for all the world like it printed out of the coupon machine at kroger but also maybe you bought a jiffy lube oil change do you want to try valvoline next time oh my my kroger gives them to me for like almost every time i go there it, it prints out a coupon for like some discount oil change somewhere or other and i'm like i don't have a car i don't know what you want me to do with this uh though actually it's probably from just those like mailers that you get that have all the various junk that you know i've started using for packaging material uh so yeah that's I mean, it looks like, yeah, it's definitely American. It says open to legal residents of the 50 United States, <laughs> parentheses, D.C. So, yeah, that's, uh, that's definitely a thing. If I had a car, I might almost consider letting someone else change the oil on it for a chance to win this. Probably not. Probably not. The car dealership where I got my current car promised me free oil changes for the life of my vehicle, and I am taking advantage of that. Yay! I, before I sold it, I had a Volvo 240 wagon, and part of why I got that was because I know how to work on them. Because that's my lesbian level, is working on my own car. (laughs) Uh, But, so, there was some, uh, alleged news earlier this week about the toy line that turned out to be like oh, I'm I'm curious how we have this in our show notes I just want to say it's an example of Betridge's law of headlines <laughs> a yes. lot of the movie line might be hmm? Toys R Us exclusive no no, <laughs> no. Uh, but you know I figure since it's something that people may not have seen the retraction on it was worth talking about and I'm sort of I mean Again, we have no comics this week, and it's, this is like, because there was that, uh, those blurry pictures that claimed to be Hot Rod before that turned out to be fake, and now we've got some more blurry pictures that turned out to be fake, uh, that in this case, I guess some, uh, TFW2005 board members looked at the pixels, and <laughs> determined that Onslaught was just a photoshopped Revenge of the Fallen Long Haul, and Hot Rod was just a photoshopped Age of Extinction Lockdown. Uh, so, good job looking at those pixels. 
it's grainy enough and, and the other toys in this toy line are weird enough that it was possible, like we're getting a redeco of like a Megatron from, uh, Generations and the new torso Infernicus. It's like, sure, we could have gotten Onslaught that was a long haul. Yeah. And, and JPEG just... artifacts can hide a lot of sins and I guess it's not entirely implausible that they'd just Photoshop existing stock art, but it's enough to make it not pass the smell test anymore. It's just, why? (laughs) Why would people do this? I mean, admittedly, you know, we, we know someone who engineered a big toy announcement hoax one time for a grad school project but still oh, that was this is not anyone's <laughs> that was really good though also i'm pretty sure that was an undergrad project maybe that was his undergrad project uh, that that alternators megatron that was so great uh, but yeah this is just i don't even understand these are apparently from the facebook page uh presumably a fan page for transformers peru oh. uh and yeah who knows people are just like pranking people or something like with stupid things that don't even matter that much i guess they matter to some people but it's like eh uh but yes, those are not going to be a Toys R Us exclusive or even necessarily be what is pictured. Uh, I mean, I presume that they were able to determine that what was photoshopped was the image they had versus the thing that was being photographed, having, you know, been of photo manipulated stuff. Because that's, that's an important distinction there. Uh, but yeah, it's hella blurry. What's even the point? Uh, so, moving on away from movie stuff, uh, there is uh, more stuff with the uh, Earth Wars game. Uh, so, we have been told that it's actually pretty good uh, by our friend Ant at tfu.info. Hello. Hey. <laughs> And uh, I haven't gotten around to giving it a try yet. Uh, Alex, have you? I haven't. I, I have more space on my tablet. I should maybe try it on that. Actually, from my oh, download my history, I downloaded it at one point, and then was immediately <laughs> like, "Okay, you're forcing me to join a faction in a way that seems like a irreversible choice." Okay, I'm. I can't deal with this deleting. <laughs> <laughs> I I did install it after uh after that recommendation. Uh, I just haven't gotten around to actually starting it because honestly, I haven't even played Fire Emblem Heroes in like 2 weeks now and the only game that I've managed to play with any consistency on my phone is Pokemon Go and that's because it's running in the background while I'm walking to Kroger. So, that's, you know, uh, that's, that's no offense, it's just that that is a platform that hasn't really caught me with gaming yet, because th- that, uh, was it the Snapdragon 808 processor that's used in a lot of Android phones? I think it's really underrated, uh, for its ability to be used as a hand warmer in the winter. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
cause, cause actually, you know, having Pokemon Go going, I, I was using it for that for a bit over the winter, just having it in my pockets, heating the F up. And, uh, yeah, between the, the phone's tendency to, to heat up pretty bad when it's running anything with any kind of graphics and then its tendency to devour batteries and then it only having like a five inch and change screen, uh, because it is a nice newer phone, but women's clothing doesn't have pockets. And so therefore I have certainly not really interested in a six inch phone. So, but, but yes, that, that does come recommended, uh, at some point I will get around to actually starting it up and seeing if it keeps my attention. Uh, but yeah, that's got monkeys and dinosaurs and stuff in it yeah. now. It's very exciting. Very, uh, Beast Wars 10th anniversary models. Very fun, ah. uh, fight animation. So we have just gotten, uh, information from Twitter. Uh, that, uh, <laughs> Death's Head has not been forgotten. Uh, more, more people are picking him up. Actually, is that Black Bolt series being written by Kieran Gillen? Uh, no, it's being, um, shit, let me check the name. <laughs> For sure seconds! Oh, no, it's that, that one, like, actual writer guy, which Solid is an thing. Yeah. Novelist, because yes. comic actually, writers are actual writers. Yeah, I actually have but, a novel which I haven't finished yet. Sorry, dude. I've, I haven't finished any novel in a while, so it's not the fault of the novel itself. But yeah, so yeah apparently he has seen fit to, uh, to bring Death's Head into some more Marvel stuff, uh, in the upcoming, uh, Black Bolt number three. Which. Uh, so. The first issue, I think, came out a couple weeks ago, or a week ago. I'm looking forward to the reveal yeah. that his real name is Freelance Cigar Peacekeeper <laughs> <laughs> It's kind of DC there. It's kind of DC Comics, but but yeah. Uh, so so yeah, that's you know. Again, I've mentioned how. You know, I, I came from the days of all of this stuff being super obscure and no one caring at all about any of it. And, you know, shut up, Jen. No one, no one cares that this is that one issue of Fantastic Four with Death's Head that you don't have. Just buy it and go and get back to work. Uh, because I worked at a used bookstore for a while, and I was in charge of comics, and I got lots of interesting things, and no one actually wanted to hear me talk about them because they were all a bunch of asshole hipsters. Uh, so that's, you know, that's, it's neat seeing this stuff show up again. Um, on one hand, I'm glad to know there are people working in comics who care about Death's Head. On the other hand, this is Black Bolt ongoing issue three as part of Marvel's clearly ill-fated attempt to get people to care about the Inhumans. Yeah, yeah but it's... it's got Saladin Ahmed working on it. He's a novelist. Everybody knows that novelists are, are a higher tier because I'm an asshole. <laughs> to a degree, yeah, but... Um... Except Brad Meltzer, he can just never write comics. Novelists again. don't always work as comic book writers. No, some of them Brad are really Meltzer. good. Some of them just don't get it. As I, I really need to get Black Bolt to see how well he does. His novel, 
uh, what I've read is good. Again, I used to work at a used bookstore, so if there's one way to get me to hate someone, it's make them like a super best-selling garbage thriller novelist like Brad Meltzer and then have him write a shitty, shitty DC crossover event like Identity Crisis. Here's the thing. I feel like so. Death's Head, I'm, uh, I'm not sure how he fits into a series like Black Bolt that's trying to be serious about Black Bolt as a like tragic king character. I'm not sure how serious it's I mean, yeah. going to be. Maybe someone like, hired him to kill them. I mean, I, I mean, that's all it takes. I've always kind of viewed Death's Head as if Sam and Max were the same character and existed in Marvel Cosmic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can yeah. see that. But literally, the only the only plot reason you have for Death's Head to show up in a story is someone hired him. <laughs> But, but yeah, oh, that's, I mean, the art of him is really interesting. I mean, yeah, it's, it's very pretty. It's, it's very, it's more of, organic than I, I don't know, the, the, I prefer Nick Roshi style, but it, it looks good. The horns are very subdued. Yeah. It's, it's very interesting. And, and yeah, I'm very yeah. curious to see what happens with that. Uh, so yeah, last news we've got this week is we have a, a premiere date for the new Robots in Disguise stuff with Ultra B and Menasaur. Uh, that's going to be premiering on April 29th. Yeah, so hey, maybe something other just than uh, comics to do as reviews Week and a half. Stuff. Yay! Mm. Yeah, I, gosh, I should probably find a way to watch the last season. Maybe it's on maybe Netflix by now. If it's not, I'm sure it's on Daily Motion by Netflix. now. Netflix. Yeah. If it's not on Netflix, it probably well, Netflix has much, much better Chromecast integration, as I've learned as we've been working on Stasis Pod, uh, where I cannot be bothered to actually dig out my physical Transformers animated DVDs and yeah. hook up the Blu-ray player. Uh, so I've been watching them through daily motion uh but but yeah that's something to be looking forward to we'll see what they do with combiners you know i always have opinions on combiners and 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 characterization this is clearly coming from a point where you know most of the established characters in the combiners do have you know established characterizations so (laughs) i just had a thought that that Strong arm, like, insists that she be an arm, and you have to, like, have side swipe on the other side of the body. Because, <laughs> if they're legs, they're, you that's too close. You have to keep them close. as far apart as possible. Yeah, you have to keep, keep them on opposite sides of the body. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that's, they already have a team dynamic going on, so yeah, it's, it's gonna be interesting to see what happens. I don't like the name Ultra B, though. I feel like it's giving them eh, a bit it's a name. too much to Bumblebee yeah. and not enough to the rest of them. Yeah. 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 I can definitely agree with that. Well, the leader is always the one who gets the characterization, and then everybody else has to just suffer. <laughs> no characterization Plus, like, for like, you. It also doesn't even feel like it was named by Bumblebee. Like, I think he would come up with something like Bumble Force. Yeah, he <laughs> yeah, I can't imagine Wolf Friedel coming up with the name 
Ultra B, and really, isn't Robots in Disguise Bumblebee's characterization Will Friedel? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. So yeah, that's that's something coming up, I guess, in two weeks. Uh, maybe we'll be taking a look at that then. So that's that's it for news for this week. Uh, so uh, we will return next week with whatever has happened in the meantime. Uh, until then, this has been Jen. And Alex. And David. Good night. Good night. I feel like I should try to be more positive. Yeah. I mean, I've been hella depressed today, so this is all, like, the best act. Though tea helps. Tea does help. Underground Radio is hosted by IaconUnderground.net. We are listener-supported through Patreon, where you can help us cover the cost of running this show and our other podcast, Stasis Pod, at patreon.com slash IaconUnderground. We are on Twitter at IaconUG, Tumblr at IaconUnderground.tumblr.com, and Facebook at Facebook.com slash IaconUnderground.